Okay, so I just want, by show of hands, how many of you feel like you've heard the voice of God kind of speaking to you at some point ever in your life? Okay, so we're about maybe half and half. Um, and I think that's, a, that's a, probably a normal sort of thing for some people to feel like, yeah, they have, and some people feel like, you know, I'm not sure that I have. But I'll tell you the truth. One of the reasons that I love the Bible, I'm not just saying that because I'm a pastor, but one of the reasons I truly love the Bible is that I think that any Christ follower can read the Bible and hear God's voice speaking to them. And there's a technique that we're gonna teach you tonight, and then we're gonna actually practice it together tonight so that I hope that at the end of this night, I'm gonna ask that same question. How many of you feel like you've heard God's voice speak to you? Just like I asked it, and we were about half and half, and I'm gonna see if the Holy Spirit won't have spoken in such a way that everyone in the room could honestly lift their hand and say, that they believe before tonight or after tonight that God will have spoken to them. And we've been teaching, we've been in the series for a few weeks now about the Bible. We've explained how it's set up, that it's one giant book with 66 smaller books inside. We explain that you don't have to start on page one and read to page 1180 or whatever your Bible has. We explained it wasn't written in English, but it was written in Hebrew and Greek and how the translations, and we talked about the reliability and the probability and the accuracy of the Bible. And we did even some mathematical equations to kind of help tap that in. And then we talked about um, ways that you can read it. And you can read a paper Bible. You can use some of the cool apps we've introduced. We threw out some different Bible reading plans that might challenge you and, and, and kind of draw you into the Bible. And you've heard from all the different pastors how and why we love the Bible and how the Bible has kind of, how we've gotten to that point, how we've fallen in love with the Bible and how it's really shaped our lives. And so tonight, I want to take it to the next level. I want to say that I truly believe that the Holy Spirit who is God, can speak to the heart of any person. It doesn't have to be what you would consider an elite Christian or a pastor specifically, that God is so serious about communicating with his people that there's not one person in this room who couldn't hear the voice of God speak to them by the end of this night. So that's the challenge to you, to like hang with this and to engage in this process and just see. Just see if the God of this universe wouldn't speak to you personally, and I believe that he will. The Bible lets us know how he speaks, and so we need to back up a tiny bit. In John chapter 7, the Bible reveals that the Holy Spirit is the one who speaks, and he doesn't speak in a way that we hear with our ears, but he speaks in a way that rumbles and we sense deep down inside of us. Have you ever pulled up to a stoplight and there's a guy next to you and he's got one of those super expensive bass systems and his car is thumping so much you feel the, the vibration in your chest? That's what happens. It's more like that than like hearing is how God speaks. You feel, you sense within you. you don't, you're not looking to hear something with your ears. So I want to read this verse in John 7. This is Jesus speaking and he says this. He who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being shall continuously flow springs and rivers of living water. 
But he was not, but he was speaking here of the Spirit, whom those who believed, trusted, and had faith in him afterwards would receive. So it's talking about deep down inside in our innermost being, the Holy Spirit lives. And the way we hear him is from within us, it wells up, and it's a sensation that we feel, and we have a knowing that this is what God is saying. Like the car next to you pulls up and the bass is thumping, and you feel it on the inside, but you don't necessarily even hear it you feel it, and that's how the Holy Spirit from within begins to speak to us, and we begin to sense it, and we begin to feel it. And I believe that that's a process by which God communicates to his people. And it's not just a feeling that you get hit with, but, but it's in a word, it's an impression, it's um, just a context of how the voice of God communicates. But a lot of times we don't know that. We're looking to hear something. Um, or we're listening for like a voice from heaven to like boom down and say something profound. And we have a hard time realizing that that thing that we're sensing from within is God and not like the burrito we ate from Chipotle at nine o'clock last night. That it's really like a God thing happening. And so this exercise that I'm going to teach you, it's a way of reading scripture where you're not reading it specifically to interpret the theological meaning of those few verses, but you're reading it in a way that you're making room for the Holy Spirit to, who lives inside of you, if you're a Christ follower, to well up and bring to you a personal word, something specific to you, to your life, to your situation, to strengthen you or encourage you or maybe to redirect you in some way. Now, this process of reading the Bible has existed since ancient days. Like thousands and thousands of years ago, Christians would gather and they would go through this process. It has a fancy um, Latin word, even it's so old, it's called lecto devido. But we're going to break it down into a process that call, is called read, think, pray, live. Those are the four simple steps that if you'll apply this process to reading the Bible, you'll begin to hear the word of God. You'll begin to hear the voice of God. And this is something that you will practice it tonight, but I believe you can do it anywhere. You can do this on a daily basis and you can hear God speak to you every day, every single person in this room. So the first step is read. So what we do is we read a small portion of the Bible. Now the Bible is thousands of pages, right? So you have to pick a part of the Bible and the idea isn't to read a lot, but to read a small amount. It's not quantity, it's quality. And I encourage you to choose if you're picking a, a verse uh, to do this exercise with that we're going to do tonight. Uh, pick something in Psalms to get started to kind of give you a feel for it and try to pick something between one and four verses at the absolute most. You just want a small amount, a few phrases, a few sentences, that's all you want. So I picked for us a certain verse tonight that we're gonna read, and the idea is that you read this verse a few times, um, and you just read it again. Then you pause and leave some time, and then you just read it again. Step one is literally about reading. And when I'm doing this exercise, I like to read the verse about 10 times so that I'm really reading it and I'm really thinking about it. So you pick a small portion of scripture like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. That's about the length you want, just a short little passage. And then you read that passage and read that passage and read that passage slowly. 
You can't rush this. It's not like McDonald's. It's like a long, savored, drawn-out situation. You guys probably know that Lavelle and I have three sons, and um, when we sit down to eat, it is not a beautiful moment, really. It's usually filled with burps and farts and standing on chairs and instructions to sit back down again and to chew with your mouth closed and please stop throwing that at the table. And the idea behind me eating dinner with my family ultimately is let's get done as quick as possible because this is a little bit painful. There are six, seven, and eight. So you get the point, right? Dinner with the Dolan boys is stressful and chaotic, but contrast that with a date. When I go on a date with my husband, the idea is to take as long as possible with the meal, to savor the meal and to savor the conversation and the connection that's happening. And so in this first step, when we're reading the Bible, we're not eating with my six, seven, and eight-year-old with farts and burps. We're savoring like a date night. We're, We're creating a moment of intimacy and connection between us and God as we read the Bible and we really savor it. We really get into what's going on. And this process, we're reading that same portion slowly, 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 and we're letting it sink in down inside. And when we feel like we've, we've read it a few times, what begins to happen is one word or one phrase from that Bible verse kind of pops out to us somehow. And when I say somehow, it's like the Holy Spirit from within just causes one word or phrase to pop out to our spirit. I don't know how to explain it, but we're going to experience it tonight, and then you'll have your own, you'll be able to grab onto it for yourself. So if we're looking at that verse in Psalm 23, and we've read those verses over and over and over again, for someone, they might, their spirit might leap up, and they might be drawn to the word, my shepherd. Like, the Lord is my Shepherd. That might be the word, or if it's like technically a phrase, right? Two words, my shepherd. For someone, um, the, it, it might pop out to them, maketh me. Like God makes me, makes me. And that might be what kind of stands out to them. For someone, it might be the last two words, the still waters, or the last three words. For someone, it might just be one word, green. That's that somehow that color green just is speaking to them. But as you're reading the Bible verse many times, you're listening from within for the Holy Spirit to bubble up and cause one word or one phrase on the text to kind of pop out to you. And once you kind of know what the word or the phrase that's starting to pop out to you, you, that's how you know you're ready to go on to step two. And so for some people, it might take three or four reads of that same verse. For some people, it might take six or eight or 10. It just depends. Sometimes when I come into into doing this exercise and I'm hurried and I'm rushed, it takes longer because I'm like panicky and I'm like, hurry up, figure it out. Is it my shepherd? Which one is it? But the calmer I am, the easier it is for the Holy Spirit to just kind of well up or bubble up that thought. And then I know, oh, he's trying to say, still waters to me. That's what it is. And at this point, you don't evaluate. You don't judge whether that's good, a good one, or a bad one, or the right one, or the wrong one. And when we do it, what we're going to discover, and we'll kind of share a little bit as we go, but what we're going to discover is God will speak probably to almost everyone a different word or phrase. It's not going to be the same one because we're not trying to interpret the Bible verse. 
We're trying to experience our God. We're trying to connect with him on a personal level. So once you get that word or phrase, you move to step two, and that's think. You begin to think about specifically, not the whole verse anymore, but that one word or phrase that's coming out to us. Joshua chapter one, verse eight says, and don't for a minute let this book, meaning the Bible, be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything that's written on it. Then, you're, then you'll get where you're going, then you'll succeed. And when we see this word meditate, we often picture like monks in their robes of burlap sitting with triangular legs somehow and humming in caves or monasteries or something like that. But the actual word used in the Hebrew for meditate is actually the word for to chew. So again, going back to my meal analogy, when I was a kid, my grandma was constantly telling me, you need to chew every bite of your dinner 25 times. I'm like, it's mashed potatoes, grandma. They slide right on down, right? But the idea is when you get a bite of that word or phrase that's standing out to you from the text that you've read, now you want to begin to think on it or chew on it. And so chewing on it is like considering it from every angle. Again, it's savoring that specific one word or phrase and looking at it from every possible angle to think of it any possible way that you can. And if you're reading the Bible, the last thing you want to do is swallow the delicious part without tasting it. And that's what's happening in this think phase. We're slowing ourselves down so that we don't gobble up the really good parts without actually connecting with God and the Holy Spirit speaking to us through this process. And so we begin to read and we begin to think and we try to think of why, why still waters? Why did still waters pop to my mind? Is it that I am too still? Am I being lazy? Is that what you're saying, Lord? Is it that I need to still myself because I'm, because I'm not quieting myself before you? We, we ask those questions of God, and that helps us transition right into that third step, which is to pray. We begin to have this conversation with God where we speak to God, asking him, why are you putting this word or phrase on my heart? What's the purpose? What is the meaning? And we can't just talk the entire time. It's a conversation. So we have to pause and leave space for the Holy Spirit to listen, for the Holy Spirit to answer us, and we have to listen. And again, when we do this exercise, there's going to be moments that are uncomfortable because we're just 100 people sitting in a room and nobody's going to be talking. But the idea is we're listening for the Holy Spirit. We say what we're saying to him, and then we pause and it's quiet so that we can hear him say something back to us. God expects us to pray continuously, to be talking to him all the time, but we should only be talking half the time and listening the other half of the time. So we, we slip from read to think, and then we slip into this prayer conversation where we're going back and forth, <coughs> listening to what is the Holy Spirit trying to say. Again, we're not interpreting what does this whole passage of the Bible communicate to the church universal around the planet? Every Christian is its true meaning. What we're trying to hear is what is God saying to us in this moment through this text by us listening and connecting to the Holy Spirit. And as that happens, we usually start to hear some stuff. 
And that stuff's usually encouraging or, or um, comforting in some way. The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit's our comforter. Um, it also can be him correcting us. He can be showing us where we're wrong or where we're confused or deceived in our lives. And then we slip into the last step where we just kind of linger in that. We kind of um, savor what he's been saying to us. We feel that comfort. And then that helps propel us to go live it out. And the last step is we have to live out what we heard. If he told us to be more still in our life, then we have to figure out a way and try to apply that to our daily life moving forward. So that's the exercise. And that's the process that we use to do this. And I believe that as we do this tonight, each one of you, even if you've never heard it before, each one of you is going to hear God speaking to them, God speaking to them through the Holy Spirit in your own heart in a personal way that's different than the person right next to you. But you have to try it. You have to engage and you have to be willing to be a little bit vulnerable and be honest about your process. So what's going to happen next is there's some people pre-selected to read some verses of the Bible. And we're going to focus on Psalm 91 tonight. And we're going to read verses 1 through 4 about 10 times. Because some of us might get our word or phrase a little quicker. Others of us um, need that extra time. And I'm going to try not to move on until everyone is ready. So this is a time to like put down your cell phone, to ignore your friends completely. And just for the next 15 minutes is probably all it'll be. For the next 15 minutes, really open yourself up to what God wants to do and try to hear his voice speak to you through the Bible. I'm going to open us in prayer, and then we're going to press in. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you into this room. We ask that tonight that you would speak to every single one of us in this room, that we would hear your voice, that we would hear you speaking to us, encouraging us, strengthening us, correcting us, whatever it is that you need to do. And God, we, we commit to focusing on you, to opening ourselves up to you, to not having our own agenda, but just letting you speak and letting you touch us and change us. And we just ask that anything that's blocking us or maybe getting in the way that might be an obstacle, that you would just remove it. And so that end of this night, we can all honestly say that we heard God's voice. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.